can tell me when to start it. Whatever. I can edit it, right? Yeah. I'm here with Brandon Kemp today. I'm going to be asking him a few questions about uh, sports today. Um, okay, Brandon, who do you think will end up with the Texans' current quarterback, Deshaun Watson? Uh, you know, I really don't think any other team is going to end up with him. I think the Texans are going to hold on until they can get the perfect trade deal that they want. They've already traded away most of their stars on the team. I don't see why they would just waste a trade on Deshaun, so I think he'll still be in there for at least another season. All right, and Russell Wilson finds himself in the same shoes as Texans quarterback right now, currently looking for a trade. Where do you think he could end up playing this offseason? Uh, you know, he gave his list of teams that he wanted to play for, but honestly, the top two teams I could see would be the Saints or the Bears. The Bears quarterback just is not looking too good. I mean, you don't really have much of an option there. But I could see the Saints with Drew Brees possibly retiring. I think, honestly, they have a very good chance at trying to trade for Russell Wilson. And with J.J. Watt making his decision to go to Arizona, do you see Arizona at, at the top of the NFC West? They do have a great competition with teams like the 49ers, who will have a healthy roster next year, and of course the Rams, who have the number one defense and just traded for Matt Stafford. And then there's always the Seahawks. Where do you see the Cardinals next season? Honestly, I can see them winning the NFC West, and the only reason why I say that is I don't know if the 49ers are going to be able to just jump back in like they were, because with most of their starters being injured last season, very injury-prone team, I don't know if they're going to be back in full swing for this season. The Rams, however, are going to put up a very good fight, in my opinion, with their defense being amazing. But you never know whenever you have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, you never know what that can do. But the Seahawks seem to kind of burn out towards the end of the season. So I don't think they're going to be much of competition, especially if they get rid of Russell Wilson. I don't even think they're in playoff contention. So honestly, with J.J. Watt being on Arizona now, I could see them coming out on top in the NFC West. And current quarterback... Uh, in Dallas, Dak Prescott stated he's looking for a Patrick Mahomes-like deal. Um, do you think he's anywhere worth that $500 million number? Honestly, I do not think so. However, I do think he's going to stay in Dallas, but I don't think any team, he hasn't shown any like extreme promise like Mahomes has, nothing spectacular, almost a system QB, just above average. So I don't think that he is worth the $500 million. He's worth a lot of money, but definitely nowhere near the Mahomes deal. And although the Chiefs didn't show up ready during the Super Bowl, they are still favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Do you agree with this? Honestly, I do agree with this, but they have to go after some offensive linemen in the offseason because, as it showed in the Super Bowl, that's kind of what they lacked. So as long as they can do that, and we may lose a few people, maybe add another receiver, you know. So honestly, as long as they make the right moves in the offseason, draft the right people, I could see us winning the Super Bowl next season. It's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Always. It really is. Uh, now switching over to the NBA. The Jazz are currently first in the strong Western Conference. Do you think the Jazz are a promising team that could make a finals run? Honestly, I think they are, especially with the Lakers not having Anthony Davis. Nobody really knows when he'll be back. The Jazz have just always been a star-studded team, so they have shown promise all season. Even though they're on a two-game losing streak, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I do think that they honestly have a chance at making a run for the finals. Um, and who do you think the NBA MVP is right now? In my personal opinion, I think it's LeBron James because you're already that deep into your career and putting up the numbers he has and still carrying in the Western Conference is just insane to even do at that age. So I personally think uh, LeBron is, but 
Joel Embiid has also been putting up numbers all season, so I could see him being a close second, and if anybody beats LeBron in the MVP race, it would be him. Do you think the MLB star Fernando Tatis Jr. was worth the 14-year, $300 million deal that he just signed, only having two seasons under his belt and being 22 years old? Honestly, it might be a risky move, but I think it'll be worth it in the long run because he has shown so much promise already, being that young in his career. And honestly, I think the Padres, they already have a star-studded infield. I mean, you're already spending almost a billion dollars on that infield. So honestly, I think that they could almost start a dynasty almost better than New York, the Dodgers, just anybody really. So I think it was, although it might be risky, I think it'll pay off for them in the long run. And with the MLB having no salary cap, that's always huge. Yes. And final question, Brandon, how do you predict the Royal season to go? Honestly, I think we're going to be better than last season. I could see us having a record over 500 this season. They're already showing promise in spring training, competing with every team that they've played. So, And with the recent signings of people and trades, I could honestly see us going over 500 this season. Yeah, currently 3-0 and in the, in the spring training. All right, thank you, Brandon, for being here. That's all we have. Hello everybody, my name is Ty Campbell, and I will be going over a few uh, current events in the sports world today. First off, we're going to start with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs' decision to release both left and right tackle today, Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. Former Chief uh, Eric Fisher was our first overall pick back in uh, one of our drafts. We had the number one overall pick, we chose Eric Fisher. He is now leaving the team along with Mitchell Schwartz, who is probably, if not the best uh, tackle in the NFL. Now, will this hurt or benefit the team? Well, we can start off by the positives. Um, the With the two releases of both tackles, um, it creates $18 million in cap space for the Chiefs. What the Chiefs need right now is cap space. So... Um, they're needing to rebuild their offensive line. Uh, obviously, you could tell from the Super Bowl we had no help on the offensive line. Um, it would have benefited the team if both those guys played in the game, but they weren't able to play. They both had injuries. But they're making way too much money that uh, we don't have at the moment. Um, with guys like Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson, uh, we, we could need them back, but uh, there's no telling. So it creates $18 million in cap space, which the Chiefs can maybe go out and make some more moves in this offseason um, if they want. Uh, they could still re-sign, maybe rearrange their contracts, but I don't see it happening, especially with Eric Fisher coming off an Achilles injury and um, uh, Mitchell Schwartz coming off back surgery. It's not looking good for either one of those guys. Um, ESPN released an article today announcing the Chiefs releasing both players. Um, the Chiefs maybe should go ahead and draft offensive line in this draft. The Chiefs have plenty of weapons such as uh, Tyreek Hill. They got Travis Kelsey. Both those guys are top five in their position, with Travis Kelsey being the best tight end in the NFL. Uh, we just need guys up front to protect, uh, protect Mahomes. If we have guys up front to protect Mahomes, um, there's no telling what's going to happen. Uh, Eric Fisher posted on Instagram today his thank you to the Chiefs. Uh, pretty sad he's been with the Chiefs for a while. First overall pick. Uh, team means a lot to him. 
Uh, Fisher was selected by the Chiefs in 2013. He was the first overall pick, like I said. Schwartz joined the Chiefs in 2016 as a free agent after four seasons with the Browns. He was an All-Pro each season from 2017 through 2019. Uh, he had been dur- durable until this last season, starting 70 consecutive games for the Chiefs. You never see that in the NFL. 70 consecutive games, that's pretty insane for a, for an NFL player. Schwartz had a streak of 7,894 consecutive offensive snaps to begin his career before briefly being knocked down of a midseason game in 2019. He started 134 consecutive games before leaving in Week 6 game this season against the Bills with a back injury, which he ended up having surgery for and now is uh, better. But both those injuries are going to hurt both guys, especially in the offseason looking for new teams. And with the money they're making right now, uh, they're definitely going to want big contracts. Fisher missed 30 snaps. Uh, Eric Fisher is 30 years old. He missed the Super Bowl after tearing his Achilles um, against the Bills in the AFC title game. Schwartz is 31, missed the last three months of this season, again with the back injury. Both these guys, uh, not having them around is going to hurt the Chiefs a lot. But rebuilding the offensive line and protecting Mahomes is probably one of the key points the Chiefs need to consider. Mahomes is going to be around for another, well, 15 years, 20 years. Uh, The Chiefs have him for a long time. And I I don't think they'll ever let him walk away. So uh, as long as we have the guys up front that would protect Mahomes, he should be around for a long time. He's going to cause a lot of damage in the NFL. Maybe win a few rings, hopefully. We'll see what happens, but we need to build that offensive line to protect him. Now to the Texas Rangers in the MLB. The Rangers uh, recently decided two days ago that they, uh, or was it last week? Last week, they decided to open their stadium to 100% capacity. Uh, Texas recently released uh, their mask mandate. You don't have to wear a mask anymore in Texas. So the Rangers went ahead and they opened their stadium to 100% capacity, uh, which I don't think uh, I don't think they'll fill out the stadium. Maybe for opening day they might come close, but I don't see them uh, absolutely packing the stadium. Maybe they will. I don't know. I don't see people being that excited to go to a Rangers game, especially with Corona still around. Uh, me, personally, I would definitely go. I'm just a baseball fan. I love watching baseball. I, I'm playing baseball every day. I would 100% go. Uh, the Globe I Field for the first home opener in Arlington, they, they announced they'll have 100% uh, capacity. Uh, the announcement came a week after the governor released the mask mandate. The Rangers also plan to allow for full capacity at their final two exhibition games, which is before opening day. The Rangers will switch to a system where certain sections will allow for distance seating. According to the team's website, the stadium seats approximately 40,000 people, according to MLB.com. Now, all this I'm reading is coming from ESPN, a very reliable source. Um, They released a statement, we're not going to have the social distance sets available for opening day because we made a commitment to everybody, season ticket holders, that they could hold tickets if if they would allow them for proper opening day. Executive Vice President and Chief Revenue and Marketing Officer Joe Januski told MLB.com, we're going to honor that. So in order to do that, obviously, we would be at full capacity. 
Fans with opening day tickets who are uncomfortable attending the game will be allowed to exchange their tickets for a future game. If you're uncomfortable with the, the season tickets you hold, you can always get something for them. The April 5th matchup for the Toronto Blue Jays will mark the first Rangers game at their new stadium with fans up to 11,500 and been allowed to attend each game of the 2020 National League Championship Series and World Series, both of which were played at entirely at Globe Life Field, which served as a neutral site to keep teams from having travel. No fans were allowed to attend any regular season games during the pandemic shortened in 2020 MLB seasons, while many teams have announced a plan to allow limited attendance in 2021. The Rangers are thus far the only team to allow 100% stadium capacities uh, at, ev- at even a single game. So what this means for other MLB teams, I don't see um, any other MLB team as recently. I don't think anybody will come out with a statement releasing their 100% full capacity to to fans. Um, teams such as the Royals, I think they allowed their allowed their uh, stadium to 50%, which is still quite a bit of fans. Um, I know I'll be attending as many games as I can this year. I love watching baseball. Me being a baseball player, I, I'll go to as many games as I can, especially with the uh, the ticket prices aren't always way up there, but they could be this year with the um, selected number of uh, fans this year. The Houston Astros announced uh, Wednesday that they will allow a limited number of fans to attend home games at Minute Maid Park this season. CBS officiate uh, KQTV reports the team has not yet made a decision on the exact number of fans that will be allowed to attend them. So teams, other teams still have nothing for the virus. Uh, they don't want to come up with nothing too early and uh, have to correct themselves.
the Rangers did uh, recently get a new stadium. They're calling it Globe Life Field. Uh, it holds 120 executive seats. The capacity is 40,300. The field size is uh, 329 to left, uh, 407 to center, and 374 to right, which is a pretty average-sized ballpark. Not not huge, but a little bu- above average, I'd say, than other ballparks. Um, it is a dome. It will be played indoors, which is pretty cool. Brand-new stadium. It's pretty sweet. Um And that's even where uh, postseason games were played last year, so it's pretty cool. The Rangers will be back in a new stadium this year, but it's pretty upsetting they weren't the first to play on them, which, yeah. So now we're going to go over to the NBA world. Uh, current center in the Eastern Conference plays for the Philadelphia 76ers named Joel Embiid, uh, former Kansas alumni, played there for a few years. Um He's the new MVP uh, MVP favorite over LeBron James, which is pretty pretty unheard of, uh, especially the season LeBron's having. LeBron's averaging like 25, 8, and 7, I think. It's close to a triple-double a game. Joel Embiid, on the other hand, has taken, taken the throne at the MVP race. Uh, he's t- he overthrew uh, King James last week. Uh, now is the favorite to win the regular season MVP award at Sportsbooks. Around the nation, and beat is listed at two hundred plus odds to win the MVP. Uh, Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic is next at three fifty, followed by Dallas Mavericks guard Luka Doncic, and then Golden State Warriors guard Steph Curry, Milwaukee forward Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right now, uh, Joel is by far the favorite. He uh, opened up at forty to one MVP at Caesar Sportsbook by William Hill, but his odds steadily improved throughout the season. As he put up big numbers, Embiid is averaging 30.2 points, 11 rebounds. He is on pace to join Curry as the only players to average 30 points on 50% shooting and 40% on three-pointers in a season. According to ESPN stats and information, he's also looking to become the first center to win MVP since Shaquille O'Neal in 2000, which also unheard of. Shaquille O'Neal is one of the most dominant players of his times. I think Shaq has about... He's got three finals MVPs. I think he has but four rings, I'm pretty sure. Embiid has attracted nearly 20% of all MVP bets placed with FanDuel Sportsbook, while James has... Uh, James has the most money wagered on the app. James, a four-time regular season MVP, emerged as the favorite to win his fifth award in late January. James saw his odds get short as the entering March before being surpassed by Embiid, which Embiid's been on a tear. No disrespect to LeBron. LeBron's having a great season. 17 years in the NBA, he's still putting up amazing numbers, like unheard of. The 76ers are in first place in the Eastern Conference, but are expected to be without Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons for Thursday's game against Chicago due to league COVID-19 and contact policy rules. Uh, Both those guys were selected to play in the All-Star game. Neither one of them played because of their uh covid exposure which is pretty sad and b would have been his fourth all-star game i'm pretty sure uh 
looks to having a Hall of Fame type career along with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is, I think, his third All Star selection was this year. Both were selected as starters. Neither one of them could play. Would have helped them a lot. They lost by twenty in the All Star game to uh, Team LeBron. Team LeBron drafted an amazing team. He had uh, Luka Doncic, Jokic. He had Curry and himself, of course. Um, along with Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is the, those five, nobody's beating those five ever. Um, Kevin Durant, on the other hand, didn't draft very well. He drafted his buddies instead of picking uh, key players like LeBron. I mean, what's there to do when you're playing against Steph Curry, Giannis, Jokic, and LeBron? They're, they're the best at what they do in the league, and Team Durant just couldn't keep up. Um, as the 2020-2021 season goes, uh, Embiid's played a, th- a total of 30 games, averaging 30, 11, and 3. Field goal percentage is above 50%. F- uh, three o- field goal percentage from three-point range is above 40. Free throw, 85%, which is also unheard of. Uh, especially from a center, putting up those numbers doesn't happen, ever. Last... Uh, Last time someone's put up numbers like that, they won MVP, which is probably what Embiid will end up doing this year. Such Just like Shaq in 2000, I said earlier. The Sixers still sit on top of a pretty tough Eastern Conference. Uh, they're in first place following with the Nets in second, Bucks in third, and Sussex in fourth, and even Knicks in fifth place. The Knicks are having a pretty promising season. They're above 500, which is the first time that's happened in a long time. I don't remember the Knicks last time they've been above 500 uh, at, at the All-Star break. So great, great teams in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics, um, who have Jason Tatum, Kimball Walker, great players. Uh, Jalen Brown having a great season, made the All-Star team. Um, Bucks always good in the East. They got they have Giannis, uh, two MVPs in a row, one of the last two years. And the Nets, the Nets who have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and now recently, uh, Blake Griffin has decided he's going to the Nets, which is pretty much an All Star team at this point. When you put together that many guys, there's you're bound to be at the top of a uh, conference. And Seventy Sixers. Still tearing it up, twenty four and twelve, first place the Eastern Conference. Um, prob probably gonna be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I can see seventy sixers Nets Eastern Conference Finals. Um, although in the West, Lakers are falling off pretty fast, twenty four and thirteen. Um, they're in third place in the West, following uh, the Suns in second, Jazz in first. Jazz have the best record in the NBA, twenty seven and nine. I don't remember the last time the Jazz were that good. They probably had Carl, uh, 
Carl Malone and John Stockton last time they were anywhere near that good, I would imagine. Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert tearing it up this year. 27-9, like I said. Doesn't happen very much in Utah. Utah has a pretty promising team. Suns, Devin Booker, have have a great team. Devin Booker, Chris Paul have been tearing it up. 24-11. Suns are doing great. Lakers, um, Anthony Davis has been out the last few weeks. I can see them making a run when AD comes back. Although... LeBron's still there. They Dennis Schroeder, Montrose Harrell. They picked up a few guys this offseason. Should help them in the long run. And that's all I have today for sports.